Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And... Tyler Hymanson. And welcome back, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Cabin Fever. Not Free. fall fever or summer fever. Not spring fever like last week. <laughs> no, it's patient zero fever. That fever That's right. everybody knows. Ah, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yes. Um, well, before we get started with our episode, as we always do, Eliz, uh, where can people reach out? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we're almost out of Cabin Fever, uh, the movie series, not the actual thing. Uh, and so <laughs> you can email us your suggestions for future franchises sequel rights at gmail.com or also find us on twitter instagram facebook and also youtube at sequel rights and please rate and review us on apple Podcasts. the reviews really help us and help us get to new listeners or alternatively if you don't want to log on to the uh apple music store or if that's not how you listen uh just share your favorite episode on social media and we'd really appreciate it that's right. Well, why don't we dive into the sometimes titled Cabin Fever 3, Patient Zero, otherwise known as just Cabin Fever, Patient Zero. We are on the verge of a global pandemic. You're not just a carrier. You're a possible cure. You can't just keep experimenting on me. You are Patient Zero. Been married more. One last night of freedom, a chartered trip to a deserted tropical island. Get me out of here. What happened? Penny thinks she saw something. Look at this. Oh, Jesus. Maybe I told you to put on sunscreen. <laughs> that guy was great. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Hey, what the fuck did you do? I told you to put on sunscreen. A sunscreen, you, you, you doofus. <laughs> uh, well, um, this is the third Cabin Fever movie, um, and we get uh, we find out right away that there is actually a pretty big star in this movie. That's uh, right. That I was not expecting. Um, Rudy, Rudy himself <laughs> has found himself in the Dominican Republic, Republic. Uh, besieged by. <laughs> Some sort of skin-eating virus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How far the mighty have fallen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This was long before the uh, Sean Astin essence mm-hmm. that was like Stranger Things and then I guess nothing else, but it became real popular <laughs> again when Stranger Things happened. And it was like Lord of the Rings. Then this is the this is the valley. Then there was a peak. Now we're heading back towards another valley. Yeah, maybe. Um, this was around the same time he was um, doing a lot of shilling for Run Disney, actually. So he always used to speak at the Run Disney Expo about how he would run half marathons or whatever. And my mom got a picture with him once, even though she didn't realize who he was until after. She just got in line like, oh, oh celebrities, everyone getting in line. Okay. And then I was like, hey. Well, hopefully, he's, like, oh, hopefully he still wasn't a carrier for the virus, because that'd be messed I right. know. <laughs> he was asymptomatic. Yeah, what the fuck? Um, this movie starts off with a kind of cool uh, um, montage, like slow motion montage of uh, Sean Astin being ripped from whatever home he was in. And you you hear all these kind of like 911 calls like, yeah, help, they're coming to find me. But like the nine one one call just kept going, even though the operator was clearly like no comprende, you know, yeah. like, no glass, like uh, you know. She kept being like, "I don't know what the hell you're saying," and he was just like, "Everyone's dead," you know. <laughs> They're all dead. They melted. <laughs> they melted, you guys. Uh, and then he's brought to a laboratory where. People or scientists, I guess, motivations get altered. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this, so this is before we go too far into the plot. I just want to talk about where this uh, film falls in the timeline, because I, everywhere you look, 
it says like, oh, it's a prequel, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, it's called Patient Zero. It seems like it's a prequel. But like the very first line after we get this like main title is yeah. like a reference that to the events in the U.S. where the, the, the one nurse or other doctor scientist person is um, saying – Oh, uh, the U.S. ones were, you know, contained, contained in super small situations, and I have no idea how it made it to the Dominican Republic. <laughs> Even though all these Americans are here. <laughs> but it's like, right. yeah, it it is also a line where if you were not paying attention, and like some of the reviews I read were very much like, I had no idea there were two other Cabin Fever movies. Uh, yeah, people not paying attention. Uh, yeah, so it, I could see where if you were not really watching the movie, the rest of it makes it seem like it's a prequel, even though that makes no Just sense. The title, Patient Zero, I feel like is the only thing that makes it seem like a prequel. And, like, it it could be Patient Zero of that particular outbreak, I guess. Yeah. But... I mean, even that's the, what they're saying. Yeah, even yeah. the Wikipedia says it acts as a prequel to the two previous films, and I'm like, what? No. <laughs> well, you know, as, as Walt gonna, Disney said, never forget it all started with a mouse. Yeah, I'm gonna go right. on the uh, on the Wikipedia and edit that. <laughs> Be like, we are the experts here. This is riveting podcasting. Justin's gonna live edit Wikipedia while we all listen, and I'm gonna mark a reference as uh, you know this time code in the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Sean Astin, uh, his his uh, character's name is Porter, and he gets locked up because he's a carrier. He's he's the only guy who's got the virus, and nothing's happening to him. So maybe we can figure out a cure. Yes, this movie has dual narratives, and I guess that they're both sea stories. That- it's two <laughs> completely different movies, like <laughs> until the last quarter of yeah. the film. You're like. When are they going to go back to Sean Astin? Like, what the (laughs) hell is going on? Like, they do not put them together at all. It's just like part A, part B, and then like part F. They collide, yeah. (laughs) I was, there was a whole section of the movie where I was like, oh man, this is so cool. They, like, the Sean Astin stuff clearly was like in the past, and now they're here, like, exploring. No, I I was like, is this movie actually going to do something cool? And then I was like, this movie might actually do something cool. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait. It just doesn't make sense. I thought they were going to come across Sean Astin living in the jungle, like a Kong Skull Island situation or something. Yeah. But it, came together and then you're like that doesn't work and then <laughs> yeah there, were, from there there was actually like a zombie dude at one point uh there's basically yeah, zombies in this movie there's multiple zombies it doesn't make any yeah. sense but that the, has not been part of the disease at all yeah the, the first zombie guy that you see i actually was like it kind of looks like sean astin decomposed is that him is yeah. that supposed to be him yeah. but it was not him so um so yeah, yeah, they're keeping Sean Astin against his will to run experiments on him, yeah. I guess. Dr. Edwards yeah. and all his Hollywood model doctors. Yeah, hot doctors. <laughs> hot doctors. Hot heiress doctor <laughs> who end up getting in a very shameless fight later on. Yes. Oh, God. That was amazing. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, basically they're going to try to figure out a, um, what were they calling it, a viricide? something that kills is that a real word i i don't know oh. <laughs> in the yeah in the patient zero world the virus side the virus you committed virus side. virus side um uh yeah so that's all happening and this would be cabin fever without a bunch of douchebag young adults that's right <laughs> oh so we, virus side is real there we go is it like barbicide no. <laughs> okay, so a viricide actually destroys the virus. Antiviral stops the virus from growing, and then a vaccine uh, will, you know, make you immune to the virus. Inoculate yourself, yes. Yeah. Well, either way, I feel like, you know, they had the perfect opportunity to try and create a cure for the virus, and they just went around the creepiest way of doing it and then turned, you know, Sean Astin against them. (laughs) Yeah. They could have been, like, super nice about it and be like, no, man, this is going to – this is helping everyone. Instead, they are real creepy, and he's, like, in a weird, like, Hannibal Lecter cage and stuff. But he's also, like, definitely insane before (laughs) they even started treating him real bad. Yeah, that's true. They're, like, (laughs) talking to him, and he's, like, crying, and he's like, I need to buy school supplies. Like, I need to buy books (laughs) and pencils. Yeah. Pencils. (laughs) And there's also an amazing moment where, like, 
the the doctor one of the doctors is like what's that noise what's that noise is somebody somebody singing what what is that and then we pan over yeah <laughs> three blind mice three blind mice and i love that because i know that uh, you know we we've had i think uh, you know, we've had similar situations like this before. It was like, what public domain songs can yes. you sing that yes. are it's like a nursery rhyme, but also like creepy? And that is like Three Blind Mice is like one of the top ones because, you know, as he goes further into the song, it gets into the butcher knife stuff. <laughs> and that, yeah. And that's a chance I for mean, him to be like, I'm crazy. Yeah. You could offer me $50 right now and I would not be able to sing Three Blind Mice after See How They Run. Like, I do not know the rest <laughs> of the words. Does anybody actually like? No. Yeah, because it gets real dark. And I like, mean, oh. he knew it enough to like scream, sing it. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. Al- he also knew the whole story behind the <laughs> nursery rhyme in the yeah. first place. Nerd, <laughs> freaking nerd. Yeah, um, yeah. If you've never heard three blind mice sung by Sean Astin in a menacing scream, you're missing out. This is your. Movie. I feel like that more. So, it's it's a trope that has come up often on this show of somebody scream singing something at somebody. Well, we had open water where the person was singing Frere Jacques all the time. That's right. And there was a lot of this movie where I was like, "Is was this also once an open water movie? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a boat involved and snorkeling. Yeah. Um, so we get introduced to these other characters like we were talking about in the B plot, right? We got... We got all these really recognizable names like Mark and Josh and Penny. <laughs> Uh, and, and Dobbs, I guess the one guy, the one guy's name is uh, Dobbs. I'm pretty sure his, uh, God given name is Marky Mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, it's Marcus's wedding, uh, weekend apparently. And, yep. um, but his plan, uh, his, uh, his, uh, friends have planned one last surprise for him. They're going to take him out on a bachelor boat weekend. Bachelor boat weekend or night or something to one of those virgin beaches. It's unclear what the plan is here. And also it seems like they own a boat business of some kind. Really? Since when? They own some business. I was never clear what the business was. Yeah. I I couldn't tell if it was boats. I mean, they're talking about buying boats. So like, yeah, I thought that like, or maybe he was just like, it's like the company yacht. I'm not really sure. Well, I I remember like, you know, (laughs) There's like no mention barely of the business the entire movie. And then you, you realize, I mean, man, this other dude is like really messed up about this business because he, in the middle of his rant, is like, you left our business of two years. <laughs> like, you're really <laughs> upset about it. And I was like, what? A, That's where what's going to happen when from? Justin leaves the podcast. Like, Justin, you left our podcast of 3.4 years. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? You left this business that we've basically just started. <laughs> You're leaving and made zero dollars. <laughs> You're leaving your wife. No, this for... movie is like right out of Justin's life. Like it's like okay, American friends, let's all go to a uh, <laughs> a Latin That's country true. for my wedding. Get on a boat and go to a secret beach. Like, this is basically what happened in real life. Yeah, I mean, if I was diving underwater, though, and saw all those fish bones, I don't think I'd be like... Yeah. (laughs) This was a scene that That was... Okay, I gotta say, this movie has some genuine, like, scary moments. Yeah, there's some cool cool stuff. There's some cool stuff. Uh, And there's a point where they get to this island, and they're they're, uh, snorkeling. And basically, you can tell that the virus has gotten in the water, and there's just all of these fish that are completely that was disgusting. fucked up. And that they are also, like, they were torn apart in a way that it could have just been the ocean. Like, there was just, like, a, a massive predator there. Like, they think it's a shark, and they're not, like, dumb to think that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing I could think of is, like, there's no way that you film this other than throwing fish carcasses in there. And they're swimming real close to them. Yeah, yeah. They swim right through them, and I was like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really gross. I mean, at least when we weren't snorkeling, it was like super deep in the water. But yeah, it's ugh, it was gross. I hope some of those fish were fake at least. I ugh, I don't they, know. Yeah, they were probably real. They looked pretty real. <laughs> yeah, they looked pretty real. <laughs> but you never know. Uh, you never know. I mean, the salt water is, you know, uh, it, the spoiler alert, that stuff's in the ocean. Like it's all over the place, but like right, right. it's not a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even. I don't even really want to think about it. But three for three <laughs> of of weird water that people don't want to fall in. 
for cabin fever movies. Yeah, I don't think we've really seen the virus affect animals that much, though, yet. I mean, it might have infected the dog. The dog. Yeah, yeah, the but, dog, yeah. yeah. No, that dog just was like that, yeah. I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> he died of natural causes. <laughs> what was the dog's name? Uh, oh wait, what was Eli Ross? The dog in the doctor be- something. Oh yeah, I was like the dog in the beginning was super dead from the, no, not that one. I was disease. talking about the one that eats the girl uh, later on. I was like, there was a dog in the very first part of the first movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind then. Ugh. But yeah, it's like we have this whole thing with Sean Astin, which like uh, these cuts scientists... away before it can get interesting. Yeah, it's a real uh, my favorite, one of my favorite South Park things is where they always go mr scientist okay like which is like definitely what they kept doing to this you know evil doctor guy they even call him dr evil at some point yeah they do (laughs) Uh, which accurate uh but it was almost comical how um i don't even know her name the one good uh lady that works there i think it was like camilla the good one camilla Camilla. Yeah. yeah um uh yeah, Justin, just like say the word specimen. Specimen. Don't you mean human? What's <laughs> wrong with you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Every yeah. time they say like we need to collect a sample, that's a person, not a sample. <laughs> it's like uh, we got it the first two that's times. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. And also that part, you heard it in the trailer, but when the doctor is like, you're patient zero, and then looks at the camera <laughs> yeah. like, wink. Get it? Patient zero? <laughs> we have to get him a transfusion. Yeah, of human blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, this, yeah, like you said, like the doctor is just menacing for no reason. I mean, he's... It, it seems like the movie is trying to play with the idea that perhaps he made the virus and like he unleashed it and he's testing it on people. I mean, this movie is basically like a, you know, a dramatization of what Trump thinks the uh, coronavirus <laughs> was, at, was made. Yeah. That's what I, I couldn't stop thinking about that. I was like, right. this is what he thinks happened. For 100%. <laughs> You watch this movie and be like, I watched the most amazing documentary the yeah. other day. It's again, Eric Trump's friends went to the island. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, for some reason, this movie is available as part of like every streaming platform and membership where normally it's like one or the other, you know, it's yeah. licensed only to one place or one conglomerate. This thing's on every platform. <laughs> Sean Astin's agent, you know, knows how to get it done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there are no other recognizable actors in this movie at all nope well isn't the doctor uh wasn't he like uh, he's in a bunch of stuff yeah abby recognized wasn't he in him. game of thrones or something yeah oh all right and one of and, the, and one of the lady doctors is chris hardwick's wife and the and of uh, and a hearst heiress oh really Dang. yeah the white one yeah lydia hearst Ugh. yeah she Yikes. has all that newspaper money yeah her dad citizen kane or granddad i don't know (laughs) she wanted to put the price up on the newsies papes yeah Uh... yeah well and then yeah so then we get um these guys the the friends go to the island and they (laughs) they brought some weed and some beers and and i guess steaks because there's a point in the movie where he goes to Penny, he's like, hey, don't you want any steak? And like, no one's cooked anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've gotten stone and drank beer, but okay. Yeah. How high are you guys right now? <laughs> um, but yeah, like, almost immediately after they get out of the water, first of all, like, yeah, their friends are high, so they're just like, oh, you saw dead fish, whatever. Uh, yeah. But almost immediately, uh, Penny's, like, noticing these, like, chemical burns, on, <laughs> basically, yep. on her uh, skin. Uh, and we all know what that means. That skin is coming off. <laughs> Come off. Oh, let's not forget that the reason we know as an audience that they're all such good friends is because as a gift for his bachelor party, they give him a gigantic novelty black dildo. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah. And then the, the thing that's funny about, I mean, it is kind of funny when it happens because the guy who they're giving it to, the groom, is like, oh, is it a bottle of cab? Like, he's very excited about it. Yeah. Being adult, like, he's overacting, being thinking it's this adult gift, but it's not. It's well, yeah, it's so funny because the whole movie, yeah, the whole movie is like, I'm too good for my dumb loser friends. Nah, I yeah. want to be a fancy guy. She says I can be a fancy boy. I want to <laughs> marry her because she thinks I'm fancy. <laughs> Uh, and that, I mean, <laughs> but he's torn. Like, he's like, do I want to be with the fancy wife or do I want to go with cucumber girl or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> Which was so gross. Yeah. Yeah. This, this girl. So bad. Yeah. This girl so Penny, the- that he's apparently in love with from his childhood yet, like refers to her as cucumber girl and goes around <laughs> telling everyone this story that we don't actually hear, but you all know what happened. Yeah. It's really yeah. Yeah, it's, it's and it also happens to be his brother's girlfriend at the at the time. Yeah. Not cool. So Mark. he's like, I'm torn between this woman I love and that I've already invited all my friends down here to marry and I'm willing to overturn this business of two years. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I kinda might want to have sex again with this girl that's still my friend that I had sex with in high school. Exactly. <laughs> It's like what? And he seems like real <laughs> like, broken like, up. He does what every uh, good friend does to a guy right before he's about to get married: flash him for no reason in the <laughs> boat cabin. Yep. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool. Yep. <laughs> um. Well, Penny is, uh, you know, in the tent, like uh, starting to get real fucked up. Yep. Um. And uh, what happens? So Marcus and. Um, Dom's, they go for a hike. They go for a hike, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Josh is hanging in the um, the tent with his girlfriend Penny, and, they, and does uh, and does do more to take care of her than any other boyfriend in the other movie. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. He actually he, does try. He actually he's, he's like, he's like, oh, you're not feeling good. Like, okay, we'll get some Benadryl. Like, tries to calm her down, takes her seriously, isn't afraid of her. Probably should be a little bit more afraid of her. Well, like, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's well, like. Remember, super... we had the Angelo Badalamenti uh, dubbed <laughs> finger bang misfire yeah. in the first yeah. film. Well, yeah. you know, you just got to take it uh, to the next base. It's a, it's a sequel. It's a sequel, so that you know, yeah, they have to advance the runner on the bases. Um, <laughs> and... This was so gross. Yeah, he's like he's like rubbing Benadryl lotion on her, and if any, anything about if you know one thing about ointment, you know it's sexy. Yeah, <laughs> and nothing puts you in the mood like a medicated ointment. <laughs> um, Ooh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, he ends up. Uh, this is a direct her or- orally, and it goes poorly. Yeah, for it's, it's a involved, it's a direct call- the audience. It's a direct callback and a, a extension of uh, the first film uh, with this moment, which uh, yep. I thought it was really gross, but I was like, I appreciated that they were like, yeah, let's do a fun callback to the first movie. <laughs> One of the it's scenes just, that everyone's like, ew, about, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would definitely, like, I'm not against it just on principle alone. I guess what I'm against is how she... Several, I mean, it could just be the way it was cut together, too, was really awful. But the two other guys hear her screaming bloody murder from the jungle. And they're like, oh, those guys, they can't, they just can't stop going at it. And then, like, a significant amount of time passes. And then she screams again. And it's, I don't think it was the same scream. And then that's when the boyfriend's like, yeah, like, you know. Yeah, also, I mean, come on, this guy. This guy was—he must have just been so in the zone because there's no way he would have been like, "This is not right." <laughs> that <laughs> would, kind of a, if, there, how would he not no, notice? <laughs> yeah. The 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 well, the way and, it and the in, amount of uh, uh, viscera that exactly. appears on his face afterwards, <laughs> like she would be dead. <laughs> yeah. He comes up like, "Babe, you got so wet," and there's like skin coming out of his mouth, and then he's like, "Oh, what the fuck." <laughs> Like, how did you not notice, bro? To, to What's be, wrong with you? Oh, and then and then she starts immediately vomiting blood. Yeah, yeah that, he kind of deserves yes. the vomit by, for not stopping immediately the first time that she screamed. Just a torrent, a torrent of blood out of her mouth. Yeah. I don't 
know if there was quite so much puking in the past movies. I know they had no. the prom. The prom, the prom scene, one. But that was, was because everybody puking. drank the punch. Like, it, you, it didn't make you puke when you contracted it other ways before. No. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, um, it's like a comical, like, stream of puke. Oh, no, it's like an Evil Dead amount of blood. Like, yeah. and I think that they, I think that that's them saying, like, we know what type of movie this is. Yeah, and they immediately forget that fact. Well, yeah, yeah. The tone of the movie. I mean, we've talked about how the first one was all over the place. The second one was full on absurdist co- horror comedy. This one is like completely serious in tone and how it treats itself. But what you're seeing, it feels more like it should have been in the the Ty West movie. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple moments in the film where you're like, what? Are they trying to be funny? <laughs> yeah, and I think that they are. Like, I think that, but yeah, I think it, it, it's wildly different. And then, I mean, especially when you get to the ending where it's like supposedly uh, this incredibly, we'll get to that. But like they ended on this super serious, like badass Avengers franchise moment. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God. <laughs> it was the mouse. Yeah, Um. the, I think the stuff with, uh, the stuff with like Josh and Penny is like some of my favorite stuff in the movie, I think, because it's really funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know, we're talking about how he's like trying to be like really helpful. And like the turning point for him is like, there's one point where he goes, I don't remember exactly where in the movie this falls, but he goes back in the, to the, um, I think he gets a call on the, you know, he, he talks to someone on the radio, like, and they're, they're saying like, Oh, Dr. Edwards can come help you uh, up in this facility. Come here. And he goes back into the tent to like get Penny and he's like, here, I'll help you up. And he grabs her arm yeah. and her skin just comes like right off. And I was like, Oh fuck. That was so sick. <laughs> but, uh, that was just one of many moments in this movie where I was like, wow, the effects, the special effects on this is like really cool. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty good. Super, I mean. super grotesque. Uh, and, uh, yeah, a lot of it looked, uh, practical too, which I enjoyed. I mean, the director, um, Care or Kare Andrews. Uh, it's, it's Kari, yeah. Yeah, he's primarily a comic book guy. So I guess it makes sense that, like, the visuals are super, super cool. But, like, yeah, the the dialogue and the, the film, like, way it's put together is not right. Not that comic books are bad in any way, narratively. But uh, you, I guess I could try to understand why maybe he's better at the visual side. Yeah. Tyler, uh, you're more into comic books. Were you um, familiar with any of his work or anything? No. Okay. It says he won some, uh, he won some award for his, uh, art, art, artwork for Spider-Man, Dr. Octopus. Um, but yeah, it looks like he's, he's mostly done a lot of comics and then he directed a sequence in ABCs of death uh, and a couple other movies, yeah. Interesting. Um, nope, not super familiar. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, this would be one that I would say, like, it, you know, maybe he could have used better writers, but I think, like, technically it was fine. Yeah. The, I mean, I think, you know, we're, <laughs> the moments where it needs to count uh, in a Cabin Fever movie so far uh, that we've seen, I think, is like the gore for sure. It's got to be yep. like, the you know, it's about a fucking skin disease, a flesh-eating virus. So those moments need to be killer gross. Uh, and I think it uh, achieves that for sure <laughs> in this movie. Um I also Yeah, it's very confusing once they actually get to this building because yeah, you just don't know where they are in time. Oh yeah, exactly. This is where I, it was really confusing because everything they kind of there, there's this moment in the beginning where uh you know, something goes wrong at the lab and it, you see that like, oh, everyone's running into the bunker quick. But you, you don't I was confused like you didn't get a sense that like Everyone but the main three doctors were going in the bunker. I was really kind of confused what was going on there. It made no well. This is the part where we thought that maybe the movie was doing a thing where everything was happening in the past, and yeah. like we were, there was on divergent timelines. You get kind uh, of a you get kind of a fun um, 
in the middle there, I was like, oh, this is a really cool kind of Resident Evil type moment where they're like going through an abandoned lab and you can see like the name of the lab company uh, everywhere and they're like looking at all the documents and trying to figure out what happened. Um, yeah, it looks like it's been abandoned for years, not yeah. Yeah. 24 hours. <laughs> right, <Yep>. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, I, I, I looked this up too, I was like, when did Far Cry, Far Cry 3 come out? And it was like, oh, like right around this, that's a bunch of teenagers on an island, like young adults on an island, like having to fight, like, okay, like, so it was like, it's, this is all very video gamey. I know, it was making me think of Dead Island and all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I did, yeah, I did uh, at the moment when I was like unsure what was going on with the plot. <laughs> Enjoy this middle part because uh, I, I like the I like the idea of like oh they gotta like they happened upon this place and now they're trying to piece together what happened. Yeah. Um, but you don't. It's weird. But yeah, by the end of the movie, you hear that they pieced together what happened, but you don't actually get that during the movie. <laughs> I think one of the I think Marcus is like oh yeah we found out that it was the mouse and they're like what. Then you get to yeah. See it all whole- started with a mouse, the famous Walt Disney quote. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it's very much, um, and people complain about this all the time with Westworld. Not that I'm really saying the two are the same, but uh, <laughs> it's keeping you in the dark for the sake of hoping to have a big like reveal moment that they save as like credits footage. And I think that this is probably inspired a lot by um, the later Saw films that all take place within each other. And then at the end, you find out that it's really, oh, this was actually all part of Jigsaw's plan or, you know, it took place during Saw 2. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they were they were hoping to get that effect. But instead, you're just so confused for so long. And then when it comes, it happens so fast. You're like, well, I would have liked to see that be revealed for the last hour yeah yeah it also i mean i also feel like it never really justifies like why why is porter doing this (laughs) no no it never does he wants to oh you guess he's crazy he wants to destroy the world i don't uh, what because his wife is dead i don't know and And he he gets to see his wife but then they'd say dude your wife's dead (laughs) yeah yeah well he obviously has to go buy some school supplies (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pencils and my, my, my that was really funny that was a great that was a great moment um before we go any yeah. further though tyler yes tyler, um could you please could you please get get back in the tent <laughs> could you please could you please get in the tent tyler could you please get in the tent tyler please could you please get in the tent get back in the motherfucking tent <laughs> That was well a played. that was an amazing performance uh, by that guy there. <laughs> His screaming voice. Oh, <laughs> Get back in the motherfucking chat. Despite the fact that it's completely coated in your own blood and vomit. Get back yeah. in there. Uh so do we want to talk about the uh the move to zombie world in this in this in this uh <laughs> story well it happens really quickly right so like basically we, we talked about the scene where we first realized that it's the callback scene that we were just talking about mm-hmm. they're like they're right outside the tent when he like when he runs outside covered in blood then they you know end up splitting up he's gonna stay there uh they go venture out to this thing <laughs> this building that they saw on the island that was supposed to be totally abandoned yeah and then the ship yeah, captain don't worry saw about it. it he was like no no there's nobody there yeah and just like cool no occupado uh so they're there and then what's his face ends up getting like a radio signal from somebody at what appears to be the doctor Mm -hmm. and so they all get sent on diverging paths to zombie world uh dobbs yeah marcus yeah uh get stuck like that's that's the bunker part we were talking about um and then you know they end up meeting with a brother outside after coming across an entire corridor of waterlogged zombies. <laughs> yeah. What I, uh, yeah, I, I don't really understand. Um, yeah. Making everyone zombies. What I do, what I do kind of like is like, they, they seem to imply further in this movie that like, um, like as long as you don't have any like excessive force put on your body while you have this skin disease, it, it'll, your skin will be like, you know, decrepit or whatever but like 
But like, uh, it, nothing's going to happen until someone hits you in the face or you shoot a gun and your arm's going to break. <laughs> you know, that was a moment where I was like, what happened? What happened here? I, that moment was like one of the few that I actually was like, eh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that, was, no, that, that moment was probably the most fun I've had watching these movies so far. <laughs> yeah, there's this like zombie security guard that's like, I can't let anybody escape. And he goes, <laughs> he's been shooting the gun like for five minutes. And then he, he, finally, <laughs> he finally lines up the shot and like... It's really, I thought it was confusing because I was like, huh? I thought for sure someone else shot him. But I think what happened was the force of shooting the gun was so strong that it broke his arm (laughs) and then it somehow flew up and impaled him (laughs) in the head. And then the gun barrel went into his eye and killed (laughs) him. Yeah. And then the other guy felt the need to pull it out in order to take it with him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's one thing if they're all dead and whatever, but... It's like, I don't believe that every single person in the building ran into this corridor to die. It's like, that just happened so that you can have the guys walking around for a little bit before they see all the dead bodies. Right. Right. Well, the corridor also was like the exit, wasn't it? I think that's what... I think it was the fail-safe self-destruct thing was in there. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> There's also a great a great point where uh, the blonde doctor, like, when she gets blood on her, if we can talk about that later, too, she backs up and into the set, and pieces of the set just fly off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... I do, yeah. I love this uh, moment. So everyone, everyone finds themselves, you know, back at the, at the, you know, the compound or whatever. And we, they, we have one of these weird, like awkward comedy moments where they're like, "Come on, Dobbs, just open the door." Like you, you know, like technology stuff. Just open the fucking door. And then he's like, "What do you want me to do? I don't know what I'm doing." Like, fine, I'll fucking try something. Whatever. And he goes over and pushes one button. And he's like, "There, I tried something." And then the door opens, and there's like this awkward moment where we're like, "Was that supposed to be super funny?" I, I don't. Know. <laughs> but they go, they go in. I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, they they go into this other bunker, I guess, um, where it turns out this is where like Bridget and Camilla and Doctor Edwards are, and I love this scene where where um, Bridget shows up and she's like, you know, she's she's not she you know she's being super suspicious, but the guys don't seem to notice at all. The first thing out of her mouth is like, oh, how'd you guys get here? Did you guys have a boat? <laughs> And they're like, yeah, we came in a boat. And she's like, oh, yeah. I mean, she doesn't really say this, but she might as well have been like, oh, well, is there gas in the boat? How many people does it fit? Is there room for one, at least one? <laughs> and she's being like super like sketchy. Like, obviously, she's going to try to take the boat and leave you guys. And they're just like, blonde doctor. Wow. Blonde doctor. Blonde doctor. Get on our boat. But uh, this is uh, another moment where we get um, what I think is supposed to be like the second callback to the first film. Um, with her her mouth reveal, when Camilla's, oh, no. Camilla's yeah. like, "Show her your show him your skin, Bridget. <laughs> show him your skin." It's so stupid because it's like she's trying to prove the point that Bridget has the disease, but it's not like so insistent that like you know why why is it anybody's burden of proof or business that she show her skin. You know, well, it's because she was being shady <laughs> that, and she was trying that's to the like rat boy logic of the cabin fever series. Yeah. Well, and it's the <laughs> other girl that's like lambasting her yeah. about it. Be like, show your skin. Come on, do it. Take show your, your skin up. so that they yeah. can see that callback to the first movie. You know, it's just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she pulls down her, uh, you know, N95 mask <laughs> and it's got, uh, you know, just really gross skeleton teeth and everything. Basically just teeth. Yeah. yeah just like yeah. the first movie with. Karen or whatever. Which, like, wouldn't she just be like, okay, fine, I give up, I'm not gonna try this plan anymore, and then just not show her skin if she's that... Yes, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, she proceeds to take off more clothes and then get in a girl fight with a zombie. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> that uh, that happened. That happened in the movie, yes. And would you... I, I couldn't... I think that this might actually be true. I don't know if you guys would agree, but I wouldn't think that the movie with a cat fight between two zombies that ends with somebody being beaten to death with a giant black dildo would happen (laughs) in the least offensive of the cabin fever movies. But I think that that's true. I know. (laughs) There's a lot to, well, no, there's not really, but there, 
<laughs> there are things to unpack. And that scene is by far the worst part of the movie. The, the uh, fight? The fight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's two girls that are completely decomposed, taking their clothes off and having a chick fight for no reason, essentially. <laughs> like, Penny doesn't actually yep. know anything about this girl or what's going on. The other girl is so far gone, you know, she sees how bad Penny is. She doesn't need to get in a rolling wrestling match with her. Yeah. She could have just turned around, <laughs> got on the boat, and left. Or I hit mean, her once and then left. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear you on the, uh, this was the worst scene in the movie, but I also kind of enjoyed it because of how gross everything was. <laughs> is it because it was there super was a decomposed gross. nipple? Yeah. I, you know, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> No, I just, I just thought, you know, the whole time it's happening, I was like, oh, uh, you know, based on all the other movies, they both should have crumbled into nothing by now. But it was just so gross, like all of their flesh. It was super and, gross. And her like ripping her chest open, and then they're like yeah. still going at it, and then yeah, the final moment where it's like she's trying so hard to choke her out that her arms break. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, in the past. You have the disease, and it's an actual disease. You are ill. Right. You're unable to move. You're tired. You're, you know, it, uh, this one. It's like, yeah, you get the disease, but you also get superhuman powers briefly, <laughs> more like a zombie. Right. But you're not really a zombie. Like we keep saying, zombie fight, but they're not zombies. They're not dead. Right. Like right. the two girls are definitely the guy in the corridor. Maybe is like a zombie, but these girls are not dead, and there's just no with as gross as it is, like it takes away from imagining the amount of pain they're in to have them fighting this much because there's no way that if you were that messed up and in that much pain, you would continue this useless fight <laughs> yeah. against just someone be, you don't even know for no reason. Just running on pure adrenaline at that, <laughs> at that point. I guess. I just liked uh, that it was just so over the top. And um, I, again, I was just like, wow, the, the, you know, you can see like the layers of her chest being ripped open and it was just so Yeah, gross. and I think it has a lot to do though with the way that it's shot and written because if there had just been a super, super gross fight like that and it's two girls and the skin's falling apart and all these horrible things, like, okay. Yeah. But the way that they treat it is like, ooh, chick fight. Like it's a right, wet right. t-shirt wrestle, jello wrestling match or something, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It that's, doesn't quite... That's the, that's what I think is the problem there. Yeah, it doesn't go like all the way into like maybe a parody hilarious thing where maybe they thought like, oh man, people will think this is really funny or something, but Yeah, it's exploit I think it's exploitative the way it's filmed. Yeah. Yeah. Um but uh I don't think anyone wins that fight. I think they both are just dead at the end, basically. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um and uh I mean, maybe you win if you d- aren't the one that got killed by the blue buck dildo. That's yeah. true. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's you're dead, but I've... at least it wasn't by dildo. That's yeah. the standard I've set for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other guy, like, if I can make it through life without getting killed by a big black dildo, then, you know, I've done all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other the other two guys uh, die from stupidity, I think, on the way back to the beach. <laughs> Both of them are like, like, oh, what'd you say? Dead. (laughs) The the way the doctor kills Dobbs is so stupid because, like, Dobbs has, like, you know, Dobbs has a gun on this dude. And it's equivalent of like, oh boy, I bet that gun's real heavy. You want me to hold it? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I noticed you're just barely starting to have the disease. Like, hey, if you put that gun down, I can help diagnose it better for you. And he goes up to him and he's like, ooh, it looks like it's worse than I thought. It's fatal. <laughs> and then shoots him, <laughs> shoots him in the head. It's like, okay, good line. But like, if I was like, come on. Stupid as Dobbs. He's clearly yeah. an idiot. No wonder the business failed or whatever. Yeah. If you have the disease, <laughs> having a doctor look at it at this point is not going to make any difference. Like Exactly. You've seen what it does to people. <laughs> like, what's it going to do? <laughs> oh, boy, it's really advanced. Uh, yeah, let me uh, shoot you in the face. Bye. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because this is the point where, like, there's distrust zone with the doctor Porter or Sean Astin is being like, no, he lures you like he's doing this and he's trying to make everyone not trust anybody. And it's like, it's unclear what anybody wants and why. 
Yeah, we don't even really understand, like, why does the doctor just, why doesn't he just work on the cure like a normal person? Yeah, yeah, right. Like, he doesn't need to have any, you know, crazy plans, evil plans to become, like, the savior of the world. If he fucking <laughs> yeah, or, makes or the cure, secret, he will like, anyways. Evil base. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> His Tony Stark mansion up on the hill. Um, yeah, they, they all come to the beach and uh, people die. And uh, Mar- Marcus and Camilla and Porter get to uh, escape back to the... Oh, no. Yeah, this was really funny because there's this whole thing about the failsafe. We got to turn off the failsafe because the water's going to do. And I feel like the movie, right. I feel like it's like they're all like, all right, we killed the doctor. Let's let's leave on this boat. And then all of a sudden it's like a giant explosion in the background. And I felt like the actors and also myself were like, oh, right. They were going to blow up that place. I totally forgot. The explosion <laughs> is so pathetic, though. It's yeah. not near the building at all. It's behind the it looks like it's on the beach. Trees <laughs> yeah. On the beach, they can't move the camera out because it doesn't even go above the tree. So they have to keep it like in the frame. But you can tell by the size of the fire that it's not off in the distance. It's right there, <laughs> and it doesn't do anything to the water. So the disease is in the water anyway, and going to yeah. go all over the world. Doesn't make sense. You do so see you do we, see a shot of oh, the ahead, of the boat uh, and the explosions. Like whoa, you could see it from the boat. <laughs> We talk a lot about, was that the biggest explosion we've ever seen on sequel rights movie? We <laughs> don't really talk about disappointing ones. I feel like the this might be explosion. one of the, the smallest, the smallest explosion. explosion that we've ever seen. Or at yeah. least the most disappointing. I would have rather had them poorly animate or CG extra flames like on the top of the island. Yeah. Because at least that would have made sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is the part of the movie where they, they all get on a boat. And I went up to got to the kitchen, and then Sean Aston wasn't there, and I assumed that the Eagles just came and took him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we get a uh, we get a cameo from Alpha Five right at the end of the movie here. <laughs> the boat captain is like, "Hey, what happened to your friends?" And they're just there's like a moment of silence. And then he's like, ay, 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 just like that. Well, he's like, Rangers, you gotta. This is like a horrible keep... boat captain. He doesn't even care. Like this is how o- the open water people got lost. He's not even counting the number of people. <laughs> That's right. Like he came back with a different guy and lost some of them. Like okay, whatever. he probably just thought that. It, he, that's why he said, "What happened to your friend?" Because he assumed that the scientist lady and Sean Astin were the girl and the one guy. And he's like, "Oh yeah, one, two, three. Oh, there's only one person missing." Like. <laughs> Before nope, he uh, wants to live on the island now. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, before we get into the like final uh, scene here, I I forgot I wanted to bring up one other amazing moment in the movie. Um, do you guys remember? I don't know if you remember this scene, but do you guys remember the six minute doorknob scene? <laughs> Where for like five minutes he's like, I'm gonna open this door. I'm going to open the door. It's going to happen. And it keeps cutting back to Dobbs in the background. And you're like, someone's going to be behind Dobbs, like for sure. But the scene goes on for so long. I'm going to open this door. I'm going to do it. Um, and then, yeah, I feel like the, the payoff of that scene is not correct. <laughs> it's like there, there's a moment during it where you're like, oh, shit, this is really awesome and tense. And then you're like, okay, now it's going too long. And then he shuts the door on Marcus and runs away. Right. Well, no, this is the moment like he kicks open the door and there's nothing there. And then all of a sudden this is the reveal of like the security guard zombie guy behind behind Dobbs. But it's like the reveal doesn't come at the right moment. Like the pacing of that whole thing was really strange. Anyways, back to the ending. I just thought that scene was really funny. It was was insane. (laughs) Can I tell you a stupid story related to Dobbs shutting the door on Marcus and running away instead of helping him? Uh, when I went to Brazil, uh, in college, we were in a hotel room that I was sharing with my friend, Kristen, and we were checking out the bathroom because it had a bidet and we had like never seen a bidet before. And so we're like, I don't get it. Like, what do you do? And so we're like looking at it and she like leans over, (laughs) like turns the water on and being like, I don't know. Nothing's happening. So she like leans over more and turns it more. And the water just sprays out of the thing (laughs) all over the room into her face. And instead of 
Jumping in to help, I instinctively ran out of the bathroom and closed the door behind me. No. <laughs> That's so messed I'm up. I'm as bad of a friend as Dobbs. You're just like Dobbs. <laughs> uh, well, at least you wouldn't be tricked by, here, that gun looks heavy. Why yeah. don't you let me hold it? That's true. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. Jesus. So, yeah, the boat. <laughs> so Tyler, you missed the big uh, like, oh my god, the water's poisoned moment in the in the final yeah. scene. <laughs> you were kind of like, well, the movie's done. No, no, I, 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 I watched it. I was just like, ah, oh, the damn eagles again. They got <laughs> Samwise just gets out of there. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, you know, whenever someone hands you a bottle of water, you got to look for that safety seal before That's you right. <laughs> unscrew well, it. He used it, he used a syringe. He got around it. That's okay. true. Yeah, there was, yeah. that's why there was a syringe there. I did like that it, it was, I mean, I didn't rewind it to look, but it didn't seem like when he gave them the waters no. that there was any blood, but then afterwards there was like really obviously blood in the water but, bottle no, where I would have been like, I'm not drinking this. You hear a gunshot. It seems like that, like what happens is that you only see the blood after the gunshot and it seems like that the blood might even drip from the ceiling perhaps. No, but that... no, like it's like it's like direct <laughs> on an audio cue. Like it's like a hard cut somehow. Yeah, and then they see like, oh shit, there's a syringe, and they're like, Porter. Also, Porter, what's the three... deal with his obsession with cutting himself open and bleeding? Like he could have just taken a a piss or <laughs> or spit in the water. Like he did not have to put his blood because he's not smart. <laughs> no, I don't know. He seems smart. He tricked all these. He just wants to watch the world. He burn, tricked all these idiots into dying. <laughs> So yeah, the so the movie. <laughs> I like how they're yeah. He, they're like we were the only ones left who knew he was a carrier. I'm like, what is he gonna go do? <laughs> is it is his goal just to like go live a normal life? Like, oh, no one knows I'm a carrier. I'll be fine. This <laughs> this movie, yeah, it ends and then the credit sequence is like this reverse like <laughs> time bullshit. Well, we see that like Porter was the one who lured them to the outpost in the first place. Yeah. And like Porter like infected the bunker by infecting a mouse. And that Porter is now on a dinghy heading towards the mainland. <laughs> yeah. I just think and, like, it would have been just <laughs> He's gonna go to the it wedding been just as satisfying, if not more, had we just seen Porter doing these things all along. Because you still yes. would have been like He's trying to escape. I totally get it. Like you don't have to keep it like a secret. They just, yeah. I, they were just so into that saw like idea that they had to keep it till the end. Or it's like it doesn't need to be that way. You still feel the same way about the situation. Had he been doing this all throughout? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, it doesn't make like it's like okay. So he's heading towards the mainland. Like why? He's off to infect those kids in the first cabin. Because it's a prequel, right? Uh, I'm joking. But yeah, like if during that long stretch when we got the people going on the boat and the wedding party and the bachelor and all these things, like if it had kept cutting back to the lab and we saw the mouse escape and the people get sick and then go in the, you know, that would have been just as good, if not better. It didn't all need to be jammed into a rewind credit sequence. Yeah, yeah, they it, it, they even cut back to him singing Three Blind Mice again, and they're, that's how they're like, oh my god, he was you know, singing like, the song! That's the thing that she, he realizes, <laughs> like, that yeah, he was and singing like, the song! It's not related at all, because he's <laughs> yeah, the one that not... let the mouse escape. No. And she didn't even know that the mouse escaped! It was the blonde yeah. girl that dropped the mouse! <laughs> that's why he sang it, oh my god! He was singing the song! <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> like, I don't know about you guys, but when she reacted that way, I was like, wait, did I miss something? Like, <laughs> no. is there something that I like, is this a failure as me as a viewer, which like is fair sometimes when we're watching these movies, but no, it, it was a complete non sequitur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was really funny. I thought, um, but yeah, they uh, they die, and the movie ends on a. Sh- uh, before we get this little montage during the credits, it ends on a shot where I was like, "Is the boat gonna blow up?" <laughs> I don't know if anyone else had yeah. that thought. <laughs> I did too. I was like, "Please let the boat blow up." <laughs> I was hoping because that would have been hilarious. He also uh, kills the captain for no reason. No witnesses. <laughs> yeah, the captain wouldn't. 
care. He doesn't know shit. Yeah. Never. He doesn't know anything. He just he left three people on that island and didn't give a shit. Also, like the the yeah the people the, I don't yeah Marcus and Camilla like what were they gonna do? They, they it's not like oh as soon as we get back to the mainland it's back to the lab with you Porter just because we got off this <laughs> island doesn't mean you're not gonna go back and be a part of back this. to the lab again. Yo. <laughs> cabin cabin fever four back to the lab back to the lab. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, yeah, it's funny uh, you say that because, um, I mean, the the movie was apparently originally the plan was that for there to be like another movie right after this that was supposed to be shot back to back called uh, Cabin Fever Outbreak. But uh, that didn't happen. So. Yeah. Instead, we have they're going to make Sean Astin the Moriarty of the uh, Cabin Fever universe with a uh... I mean, that could be honestly, that could be part of the reason why they they could have gotten him to sign on if they, it was like, hey, there's probably going to be multiple movies and you're going to be yeah. like... Yeah, and like, yeah, you're going to be like the big bad. A main person in all of them or something, yeah. Yep. That could have been a reason for him to sign on for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to bring up? Do you feel um, like you understand who no, Patient Zero is? I don't think so, is? other than just uh, what I'm going to say in the rating. So. Rating, rating. Uh, rating for this one. There's I mean, an obvious thing that we're not going to do. What? <laughs> no gigantic black dildos? Is that what you're Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I refuse. I refuse to do it. <laughs> how many? But I, I, how, I, how many? How many? I can't think of anything else. How many motherfucking tents? <laughs> yeah, how many motherfucking tents? Or street, street light keychains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was dumb. That was so dumb. Uh, all right, yeah. Streetlight keychains. Would you give Cabin Fever Patient Zero? I was like, did you forget the title of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I paused for a dramatic. I was. I wanted you to figure out if I was going to open Fever. up the doorknob or not open up the doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, I think I'm going to give this three street lamps out of ten um, because I really didn't like the last movie, and so pretty much almost anything would have been a step up. Uh, for me. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yes, I mean, I think this movie also isn't super great, but I think that, uh, it killed it in the, you know, special effects makeup department. Um, the gore is like top notch in this. And I think that's, like I said earlier, like that's one of the reasons like you're watching cabin fever in the first place. Like everyone's talking about how gross the skin disease is like, so if you don't, if you don't nail that, then you really messed up the movie. Um, it's true with all of them that there could have been better written characters, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe a little bit better story, but I think the premise, I don't know. The premise for this one is a little bit weird. I, I don't understand the whole evil, evil doctor <laughs> thing. Um, I was about to be like, the premise is okay, but no, no, I don't know. I think they could have, there's, there's cool elements to it. And I think that that's the thing that's, that's the issue. Like there's things that we like about this. And there was parts of the movie where it actually got me excited of like, Oh, it's actually going to go somewhere fun here, I think. And then it always lets you down, which somehow makes it worse. Yeah. I almost, Um, I almost would have liked if it was, you know, like they could have edited it differently so that it was just all about the, you know, the bachelor party weekend bros discovering crazy shit going on on this Island instead of having yeah. already know, already knowing the entire movie, what is going on on the Island. And maybe it would have been I more fun. I also to thinking that understand. maybe one of them was his son and that this was like, he came to look for them kind of thing. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, see, it was know. confusing, I guess. Um, so yeah, I feel like, I'd, yeah, three, three, three street lamp, street lamp keychains. I feel like uh, I'm going to... Oh, go ahead, Leo. No, I was say, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I feel like I'm going to have to agree with that. And then I was also just going to say that for the reason is because just like that there was premises there, there, there was times where these characters had a shot of being the most likable, normal human beings yeah. of any of these this, this series. And by the end of it, there's two girls fighting it out and ripping each other's clothes and skin off and uh, bludgeoning each other with a giant dildo. So you, that's where that ends up. And so I think the movie is more disappointing because it actually showed points where there's potential. Yeah, I agree. Uh, But I'm going to give it to uh, street light keychains because (laughs) I like, okay. So the other one 
like the other two movies, we like kept knocking it for being like just outwardly hateful and spreading like anti-gay, anti-female, racist, just shit everywhere. Um, And this one has things that are dumb and stupid and stereotypical, but not like aggressively hateful, you know, like two girls having a sexy sort of fight or like, you know, the, the, the female characters just being like, dumb and and pithy you know is not as bad as like the active um like white male rage and like um (laughs) toxic masculinity that we saw in some of the other movies um so yeah like these female characters are not good but they're also not like actively damaging in anything that they like you know say or do um and I agree with you that like, yeah, we talked about how that guy, he actually took care of his girlfriend. Like, yeah, he was a little bit dumb and he was a little bit crass, but like that can be human still. Like, and and his friends called him out on that shit. They were like, the shit that comes out of your mouth. And so I think him and his (laughs) brother actually, they they do somehow like end up being the most human people in this entire franchise because their motivations and the way that they act, even if you might not agree with it, it at least, makes logical sense like a human brain might do um even that even when um the other friend Dobbs tries to like get them to turn against each other by revealing that he had uh, had relations with his girlfriend the brother like kind of gets mad but he doesn't full-on take the bait and then they use it to distract him and take the gun so it's just kind of yeah like uh, so yeah and and also it didn't have um some of the god awful, just weird technical issues that the second one had. Yeah. Um, they, but yeah, I still, I wouldn't go up to three with you guys. I would still say two because it's just all over the place. And um, well, no, it's not all over the place. It's one tone that is dumb. <laughs> you know, like yeah. the other one, like first movie had whiplash. The second movie <laughs> had a tone that was good, but uh, content that was bad. This one, I think, has you know just a bland nothing tone and like whatever content the thing i gotta say about it though is that like in the context of the ratings i think that that's correct and it was not a good movie but in terms of sequels and in terms of this franchise in particular where i think that the last movie (laughs) was the worst movie we've watched for this (laughs) um this movie is is a totally fine sequel in terms of like you know there's callback stuff it's not a good movie but it's it's extending out from a formula that probably shouldn't extend out from 2004 Um, but you know if you're making that type of movie in 2011 and you're updating it and doing stuff it's doing a lot of things right and we've knocked worse movies or better movies for more i think i think that just with this franchise the bar is very low (laughs) yeah it does have a lot of the like you know buzzwords and science that we now are living with every single day but when this movie came out we might have been okay yeah you know like it's a more of amorphous mystical virus thing whereas now we like live with the shit every day that we're thinking about it and reading about it (laughs) so you see it just kind of like oh you know things could be worse Sean Aston, yeah. Sean Aston, the whole movie is like, Sean I'm going to die. In, be out there. He's like, I'm going to die in quarantine. I'm going to die in quarantine. Oh, do you hear that? It sounds like a dinghy motor. <laughs> Dr. Fauci is no Dr. Edwards, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's not like, this is my legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although we're probably, what, a week away from Trump doing a press conference with hot blondes and lab coats oh god (laughs) probably oh my god my god um yeah well uh i think that's gonna bring us to the end of cabin fever patient zero but don't worry you guys there's more there's more there's one more one more cabin fever film and it's a remake can you believe it 2016's remake of cabin fever I hope it's just like an HGTV special of them remodeling the cabin. What if it's <laughs> <laughs> What if it's literally the exact same movie as the first one? It's a shot for Gus Van Sant did it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're just gonna be like, oh no. 
I mean, I've seen this it's on, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I know already who directed it, so I'm oh, I do not. I'm interested to see um, uh, how it's changed from the original. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, well, yeah, Eliz, you want to tell people uh, where they can reach out to us again? Yes. Uh, we need to know where to go from here. Uh, so please email us, sequelrights at gmail.com, or reach out to us. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Sequel Rights. And let us know uh, what you think about this series and what you think we should do next. And please rate, review us on Apple Podcasts. We truly appreciate it. If you have a suggestion for what we should do next, put it there. We'll definitely see it. Uh, and thanks. Yeah, I mean, by the end of this whole thing, I think we're really going to be uh, relating heavily with uh, the captain of the boat in this movie. <laughs> but hey, I still got one more. We'll see you guys next week for Cabin Fever Until 2016. Until that time, stay in your fucking tents. <laughs> Get back in the motherfucking tent! <laughs> see you guys. <laughs>